1: My mission is simple: to make you money. I'm here to level the playing field for all investors. There's always a bull market somewhere, and I promise to help you find it. Mad Money starts now. Hey, I'm Kramer. Welcome to Mad Money. Welcome to Kramerica. I've been one of my friends. I'm just trying to make you some money. My job is not just to entertain it's but to educate, teach you, put it in context. So call me at 1-800-743-CBC or tweet me at Jim Kramer. This market's so desperate for good news that buyers are willing to grasp even the thinnest of reads, which is why the averages were able to roar today. The Dow, which gained 470 points, ah. S&P advancing 2.28 percent hard to find a positive button. House of pleasure. And the NASDAQ gaining 1.72%. All right, what happened? Okay, well, this morning, President Trump told us he's brokering a deal between Russia and Saudi Arabia, so they'll stop flooding the world with oil. That allowed the price of crude to rebound all the way back to the mid-20s and triggered a short, sharp rally in the stock market, one that couldn't be taken down by the usual bearish shroud of gloom, even as the shroud kept trying to take it down. Succeeding intermittently intermittently, until being ripped from the market's rarely bullish face. Yep. You know what? We now live in a bizarro world where Wall Street can momentarily overlook the fact that 6.6 million Americans filed for unemployment insurance last week. A mind-blowingly horrible record-breaking number. Instead, we're briefly able to accentuate the positive. The prospect that our oil industry might not totally collapse, possibly saving billions in bad loans and preserving energy independence. Now, I've been telling you we need oil to stabilize before we can get on terra firma. That looks a lot more likely today. And we got some other positives, too. Excuse me for pointing them out. The much needed stimulus checks will soon be out. Yeah, I know. Are they going to be out in time? Oh, please. Come tomorrow, companies can apply for loans to keep their businesses open and cover payroll. Loans that will be forgiven if they don't lay off the workers. It's a great idea. Stop carping people. The government's guaranteeing these small business loans, but it's the banks that will be making them. And over here and again, they may not be prepared to handle all the applications. Of course not. A huge, maybe a quarter of the country's going to be laid off, for heaven's sake. I say it's a high quality problem to have this program. It's going to be a mess. But without the program, millions of businesses might go under. Millions. We can't let the perfect be the enemy of the good people, especially since perfect is not an option. It hasn't even been two weeks since Congress passed the darn rescue package. Give it a chance. I know everybody needs the money. Everybody. But it's just you got to give it a chance. You got to give it a chance. So are we grasping at straws here? Well, at the end of the day, there are a lot of problems that can't be solved by the $2.2 trillion stimulus bill with COVID-19 foremost among them. See, you could argue we're not doing a great job of fighting the pandemic on a national level. But what about a corporate level? So many companies are struggling to stay in business in an environment where demand is dried up for all sorts of goods and services. Case in point, how about aerospace? Until the Boeing 737 MAX debacle last year, the aerospace industry was America's pride and joy. It's the last bastion of our once great manufacturing base. Even after Boeing stopped producing its best-selling plane, aerospace remained in bull market mode. There was just too much demand for commercial aircraft. Then COVID-19 came along and brought the entire airline industry to its knees. Nobody's flying, so the airlines have no money, and they certainly don't need any new planes, please. So what do you do if you're the foremost manufacturer of jet engines? How do you take a once hobbled enterprise, and transform it from an ugly duckling into a beautiful swan with what we now know is a stop along the way? Look at what General Electric's doing under Chairman CEO Larry Colt. He's fixing the company on the fly, raising $20 billion by selling the company's strong life sciences business so they'll have enough cash to ride this one out. But at the same time, he's taking some tough action, harsh action, even necessary, necessary to cope with the sudden drop in demand. Furloughing half the staff in his engine business—that's that, helping—and he's helping fight at the same time COVID nineteen at the same time by building ventilators, among other high-tech healthcare weapons, in this at times overwhelming battle. But do not take it from me. Let's hear directly from Larry, Mr. Cole. Welcome back to Mad Money. Jim, thanks.
2: Good to be with you again.
1: Okay, so Larry, I know these are tough times throughout the world, but sometimes when you get a check for $20 billion, you've got to feel that you've got the future at least a little more secure than you did a couple of months ago. Tell us about that sale and what it means for GE.
2: Sure, Jim, but we were very pleased on Tuesday night to close the sale of our biopharma business uh, to Danaher. As you know, that was a $20 billion cash transaction. And one of the first things I did as CEO 18 months ago was really pivot from the planned IPO of healthcare to a cash sale of that biopharma business, a wonderful business, to a strategic buyer. There's no better way than, let alone now, to address the liquidity and the leverage challenges uh, that we were facing with a move like that. And with $20 billion of cash in the bank on top of the $36 billion that we walked into this year with, in addition to the ample bank lines that we have, we think that in the face of the COVID-19 crisis, we've got our liquidity uh position well in hand. Well,
1: now, I think some people say, well, wait a second. Did they get rid of health care? It's hardly like that. We have a common enemy that we are all facing. It's nice to be unified for a change. A common enemy of COVID-19. And you are a part of the uh, Defense Production Act going to be working, although you would have done it, but you were already doing it before, in an alliance to help defeat this COVID-19 by ramping ventilate, the ventilator production. How is that
2: going? Well, Jim, we're, we're doing more than ventilators. To, to be clear, and I'll come back to the, uh, the DPA news that was out earlier today, but if you look at what GE Healthcare does today, and even with the biopharma sale, this is a $17 billion global medtech business. Ventilators is certainly an area where we're playing a role. We've doubled our production capacity here in the U.S. already. We're going to do it again here later this spring. We re-engineered with the support of the FDA Our install base, over 100,000 anesthesia machines, so they too can be used in ventilation. And in partnership with Ford, we're bringing on additional production capacity as we speak. Now that is, again, in addition to all that we're doing to support clinicians today who are using our imaging equipment, particularly our, our CT scanners, all over the world. We were on the front lines in hospitals in Wuhan at the start of this tragedy, and we've been supporting clinicians all over the world. In addition to ventilators and CT scanners, we're ramping our uh, patient monitor uh, production up as well. And our clinical command centers, basically a software product that hospitals use to manage patient volumes, is something that we have been updating here of late. Again, to to do all we can in uh, in the hospital settings as our uh, doctors and nurses face this uh, incredible challenge.
1: Okay, so, Larry, let's talk about uh, a crisis that was certainly not of your making either, which is that we suddenly find a challenge industry that you are king of, which is aerospace. Now, we know Boeing is an amazing company, but you have the most pristine business, the aerospace business. Even your detractors, Larry, have always said, you know what, they have that unbelievable business, but you've had to take some tough action. Including a furlough today, which I know you didn't want to do, but you really had no choice if you're going to be able to play offense in 2021, correct?
2: Jim, that, that's exactly right. You know, we we are thrilled with the leadership position that we enjoy at GE Aviation. I think that is a a, a given, as you suggest. Uh, but we're not immune from the rapid contraction uh, that we're seeing in, in travel and hospitality. The direct effect that's had on our uh, airline customers, and certainly our airframers like Boeing and Airbus uh, here as well. So we're doing all that we can to support our customers at uh, this time of, of, of rapid change and uncertainty. At the same time, we're doing what we need to do to address cost and cash actions so that we can weather the storm however it plays out and be ready on the other side. Because there will be, Jim, let us never forget, there will be a, another side here.
1: You know, Larry kind of feels like I was growing up. We talked about what GE did in World War II, and what did they do? Well, they were in grenades, they were in ships, uh, they were in bazookas, they were in every single difficult part of winning that war mechanically. And now you're doing it digitally. Just talk about the war footing that General Electric is on right now.
2: Well, again, I think it starts first and foremost with what our healthcare team is doing on the front lines uh, with doctors and nurses every day. I think we are incredibly proud of what our service engineers are doing 24 seven to make sure that our equipment is primed for use and being deployed in, in, in the proper way. Just this week, Jim, as you saw in New York with the US uh, Comfort coming to uh, New York Harbor, we have CT scanners, other imaging equipment on board uh, we have nine service engineers who have been 24-7 supporting uh, that installed base. So as uh, patients come aboard, we're, uh, we're in a position to uh, to help. And that's really happening, again, all over the world. In Europe, here in the States, it's uh, it, it certainly we're, – we're leveraging the lessons that we, we took from China. And that coupled with what we're doing in aviation, certainly what we're doing in both our power and renewables businesses as well, to make sure that critical right. infrastructure – is, uh, is is intact at, uh, at this time. is nothing that any of us should take for granted.
1: Okay, so, Larry, it, it, the last thing I do want to talk about is probably the most important thing. Uh, you've been a CEO for a while, not at GE, but, another, but at Danaher, where you uh, sold the bio business to. Uh, 2001 with 9-11, 2007 to 2009 – these are people say, oh, a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. And then I see them wasted. What have you learned from previous to be able to deal with power, which was a problematic, to be able to deal with pension, to be able to deal with balance sheet, to be able to deal with now aerospace? I mean, you know, I got to tell you something, Larry. I mean, it's kind of a Job-like hand you got here.
2: Well, uh, Jim, there are many, many blessings uh, attached to having an opportunity to be a public company CEO at a young age. Uh, in my first year, uh, I, I led a company dealing, as, as we all were, with the uh, the aftermath of 9/11, and then again a different type of crisis in 08 with the uh, uh, the financial situation. I mean, for me, it really starts with making sure we're getting ahead of the reality. In situations like this, regardless of how challenging things are, the tendency is to think, "Well, it can't get worse." Well, as we've seen over the last month. <laughs> things can happen. You need to think, as one of my colleagues at GE says, about the unthinkable. But then I think you really need to make sure you define, even in that context, what good looks like. What does winning look like? And then with that paradigm, that roadmap defined, make sure we're taking action. Not contemplating doing this right. or that, but really taking the actions, many of which can be uh, challenging and unpleasant, but necessary in a time like this. Well, Larry, to me, that's really the simple equation. Right.
1: I got to tell you, Larry, you are an inspiration to many. Uh, one by one, you've picked, you've, you've checked off the boxes and there's just more boxes and more boxes. And I am so confident you're going to check off all of my Chapel Trust been buying your stock all the way down. It's so right right here. I know it's not the year to play offense this year. You got a little more D, but I think you're going to come out big next year. Larry Cole, chairman CEO of General Electric, GE. Thank you so much, sir. Thanks, Jim. All right, we got so much more in this show. Wow. I got exclusive with Okta, one of my faves. Chipotle. Hey, they're helping out the heroes. Healthcare heroes. Ring Central, how can I help you? Well, they've got a video product that you're going to love. I insist that you stay with Kramer.
0: Don't miss a second of Mad Money. Follow at Jim Kramer on Twitter. Have a question? Tweet Kramer. Hashtag Mad Tweets. Send Jim an email to madmoney at cnbc.com. or give us a call at 1-800-743-CNBC.
3: Miss something? Head to madmoney.cnbc.com.
0: Some bonds last a lifetime. Some bonds inspire confidence. And some you grow to rely on. These are the bonds worth investing in.
1: There's always a bull market somewhere. And right now we've got a stampeding bull in the stay-at-home economy place, especially the software companies that make it possible for millions upon millions of people to work remotely. Not all of these stories are straightforward. Take Okta, the cloud-based security software firm that handles your login and verification credentials. All the more important with armies of employees working from their barely protected home Wi-Fi networks. Okta's a longtime Kramer family fave, one of the original cloud princes. After the market-wide meltdown sent its stock plummeting from 140 all the way to 88 at its lows two weeks ago, well, it's back. Word to 116 However, Okta just held its annual user conference virtually, of course, coupled with an analyst meeting where they raised their earnings forecast for both the next quarter and the full year. company announced a slew of new products and partnerships we're going to talk about, yet the stock went down. What is that? I think it's because management mentioned that it has some near-term billing headwinds, even though they left the revenue guidance unchanged. So, So what? Let's see what's going on here. Let's drill down with Todd McKinney, He's the co-founder and CEO of Okta to get a better read on his company's prospects. Mr. McKinnon, welcome back to Mad Money.
4: Thanks for having me, Jim. It's great to be back on.
1: All right. So, Todd, I'd say in the last month, maybe hundreds of thousands of people have been told to work at home, which should be a paradise for the bad guys. So easy to get in. What is Okta doing to make it so that you're somehow password protected?
4: Yeah, it's really unprecedented and the flexibility companies need to let their workforces work from anywhere. What we really do is we enable that seamless, um, seamless experience and seamless security between any network or any device. So if you want to work from your home Wi-Fi, we're going to log you in securely. If you want to work from your office, we're going to log you in securely. And anywhere, anywhere in between across any device, any network we will make sure that it's very easy and simple. One click and you're in, and it's also secure. You have the right security posture and the right level of trust and confidence that you need.
1: All right. So, Todd, the first thing people are going to say who well, haven't used it, and I've seen it, is that's not possible. You have to have passwords. There's no way. i got a million different passwords. I forget which one. There's no way that this Octa can do that. That's too much of a it's – it's a pipe dream. What do you do that the other guys don't have?
4: The main thing is that we connect everything together. So we have a a service, a platform service called Universal Directory that holds the user information for every employee in a company. And then it also holds the devices that they can use and it holds the networks they're permitted to access from and all the applications they can go to. So by connecting it all together, the identity cloud can behind the scenes orchestrate that experience and remove the friction and remove the passwords and make it just as easy as a single click to get into things.
1: And I saw that great biometric uh, device that you had when I was at your headquarters—that to me is
4: foolproof. Yeah, once it's one of the uh, the magical things is once you get everything connected, once you once your identity system knows about the devices and knows about the people and the applications, then you can take anything like Face ID on a on a iPhone or Windows Hello on a Windows PC, any or any other biometric, and you can use that to log into anything. So there's no reason why you should have a separate login for every application you should go to or uh, one device you have, you know, you can use your fingerprint and the other device you have to type in a password. It's not how it should be. And by integrating it all together, we can remove all that friction.
1: Okay, so tell, let's say I work at uh, a company that my Chapel Trust has a position in Tyson Foods. I care passionately, it's 100 years ago, uh, 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 go co- the old company. I care passionately that the food sources be secure. We obviously don't want anything I have to do that could go wrong in that. So if I'm Tyson and I go to Okta, what does Okta do for me?
4: Tyson, Tyson Foods is a, is a big company. They make one out of every five pounds of chicken, beef, and poultry in the U.S. So it's a really important company. And like everyone else, they're adjusting to this world of working from home. But it's not just that their employees now have to work from home in many cases. Their whole supply chain is changing. They're they're shifting from supplying primarily distributors and restaurants to supplying grocery stores as more people are going straight to grocery stores. And what does that mean? That means that their login system and their identity system has to be flexible. It has to support login from home, login from a distributor, login from a grocery store and everywhere in between. And by using the Okta Identity Cloud, they get that fluid um, flexibility to log in from anywhere with the security they have to have because you can't forget security. You have to make sure it's locked down and secure and they combine the ease of use with that um, rock solid security. Okay, so meantime, of course, don't want to bury the lead here.
1: You had 45% revenue growth, subscription revenue grew 46%. The cash flow is terrific. I mean, this is a situation where I know some people are saying, well, look, there's got to be some near-term issues with the economy. You acknowledge that. But to me, that's the same juggernaut that I saw when I was with you last.
4: We're very, very confident that in the long term, these trends of more cloud technology, more innovative devices to access that technology, more flexibility in where you want to work and how you want to connect to customer, how your customers want to connect, and how you build experience. Those those trends are unassailable, and so we're very very confident in the long term. The reality is is there's a lot of uncertainty in the short term, and in in the business we're seeing things you know companies that are in impact industries like travel and leisure. They're thinking about their projects and maybe thinking about their budgets. We're also seeing companies accelerating projects and pulling things in where they want to work from home faster and they want these benefits of security and ease of use quickly. So I think there's a little bit of uncertainty in the short term. But the long term trend is very clear.
1: Yeah, but that's, that's why I felt because you know I've interviewed uh, in the last four days the CEOs of four of the five major banks and every one of them is having people work at home. I don't want my people at home if they can be hacked. So in some ways, the imperative to use Okta is greater than before COVID-19. I,
4: I, that's true. That's true. It's, you know, this flexibility in this Combining that with a great user experience and also the, the, the security that you have have to have to make it all um, come together is, is, really, is really a powerful trend.
1: Right, how's your team holding up? Because I was out there, there's a lot of nice young people. I, I always joked that I said, oh, my God, my daughter should work at Octa. It's such a cool company. Are you guys doing OK? I mean, they, I'm worried about everybody. <laughs> I know you've got, look, you manage a lot of young people. People don't realize that you're in your 50s. They think you're looking 25. But is everything OK?
4: We're doing well. We're, um, you know, we're lucky. We, we, uh, a lot of companies in certain industries, you know, if you're in healthcare right now, you can't work from home, right? You know, we're the lucky ones. We have the flexibility to take our laptops and work from home and and we're connected to all this cloud technology. So it makes it easy for us. Um, with that being said, we put on a a major user conference, uh, these last couple of days, Octane 20 live. And we went in four weeks, we went from a 6,000 person in-person conference to totally scrapping those plans and instead putting on a 16,000-person virtual event, which is the content's similar, but the, the way it's delivered is totally different. And the, the team's done an amazing job. You know, the show must go on. Right. We need to get this message out. We need to help customers. And the team's pulled off something pretty impressive.
1: I like that. The show must go on. Todd McKinnon, CEO of Okta. Always great to see you, sir. Thank you.
4: Thanks for having me, Jim.
1: These are the kinds of stocks you can buy. You don't sell them into this. That money's back after the
4: break.
0: What's up, everybody?
2: I'm Graham Bunn. So excited to introduce you to Country Shine, where we're talking all things country music. That's right. And I'm Cameron Irwin, co-host and resident country girl at Tinseltown, here to welcome you to the family. Every Tuesday, we'll update you on the latest in country music, culture, and community. And on Fridays, I'll bring on country musicians and all the biggest names in the game. It's a gathering, and we want you here. You can listen to Country Shine with me, Graham Bunn, for free right here on Spotify.
1: All right, we got to start focusing on the companies that we know can weather the current crisis and potentially come out. In better shape, much better shape, companies like Chipotle. We know the restaurants have been devastated by the lockdown orders, but there's some big exceptions. How about takeout? How about delivery? How about pickup? Even before the pandemic hit, Chipotle was already investing heavily in its delivery infrastructure. Now the company's using its terrific balance sheet to go all in in every way that still works. And I think the stock works because of it. Just as important, though, Chipotle's being a model corporate citizen here. Rather than laying off people, well, what are they doing? They're giving employees bonuses and temporary raises. Absolutely the right thing to do if you can afford it. So seeing this this is National Burrito Day, let's check in with Brian Nickel, the fantastic chairman and CEO of Chipotle Mexican Grill. Get a better sense of how he's coping with the coronavirus outbreak and how well his company's doing. Mr. Nickel, welcome back to Mad Money.
5: Thanks, Jim. Good to be here.
1: All right, Brian, how do I celebrate? How do we all celebrate National Burrito Day?
5: Well, we are doing a free peso and free delivery. So hopefully uh, we can bring you a burrito to make your day on National Burrito Day. So that's how we're celebrating. And how about if I want to help healthcare heroes? Yeah, so uh, that's another great program that we've got going on right now, burritos for healthcare heroes. Uh, People can uh, basically submit uh, and we will then deliver uh, boxes of burritos And uh, the response has been great. The thing that's been even better is that uh, really the healthcare heroes have appreciated getting the burritos.
1: We got a new society, a new country here. I think that while the politicians squabble, the companies are the greatest source of social change. You're not cutting people, you're not firing people, you're giving people $6.5 million in bonuses?
5: That's right, Jim, yeah. So uh, we have a quarterly bonus program for our restaurant managers. And uh, field leaders. And uh, so they were doing a great job in January, and February, definitely on track to get their bonuses. And so uh, March, obviously, we ran into some tough uh, business situations, but we thought the right thing to do was uh, step in and provide assistance. And, uh, you know, I'm happy to say because of the strength of our company we're able to invest in our people with these bonuses. So our managers on average will be getting anywhere from 1500 to $2,000 bonuses and our field leaders, uh, North of $3,500, close to $4,000 bonuses. So what what a welcome thing.
1: That is fabulous. Now, I don't know how you did it because it happened to be in your business, although, of course, I've been put out of business, but I'm coming back too. You somehow have been able to make money doing delivery, takeout. These are things that are notorious money losers. Can you explain to us how the best restaurant company in the country figured out how to actually make money with this?
5: Well, you know, look, Jim, we're very fortunate over the last two years plus, investing in our digital system. Uh, it's our order ahead business, it's our rewards program, it's obviously the delivery partnerships that we have, and uh, our order ahead business comes off of a second digital mainline, line, which operates at a higher uh, margin for us. So we're allowed to invest some of that margin into access points like delivery uh, and, you know, our rewards program. So that has worked really well for us, and, uh, you know, thank heavens we invested the way we did because... Uh, with that new access point and that digital system in place, we've been able to kind of weather the current situation. All right, so, Brian, I'm putting on my glove because that's what we do around here. I'm sure
1: you do too. I want no contact with my delivery. Will you make it so I, I have to have no contact?
5: Yeah, we're, we're doing no contact list delivery as well. Uh, all of our partners, uh, DoorDash, Uber Eats, Postmates, uh, and in our app. When you order delivery, you can request contactless delivery. And uh, we've got the tamper evidence uh, seal on our bag. So uh, you can feel really confident in the delivery occasion from Chipotle.
1: You know, one thing that I know you care about and I care about is we want to know our food supply more than ever. Now, your company, uh, just the grace of God, whatever, it had some problems with it with it, a couple of years back with something that I don't even want to bring up because anybody could have it happen. But you have been right. the most uh, let's say determined to make your food sources to be good, local, helping people. How do you be sure it's not disrupted in, in what is obviously a time that no one ever thought about?
5: Yeah, look, Jim, we've been very fortunate. Our partners in the supply chain, whether it's farmers, uh, animal farmers, um, you know, dairy farmers, obviously those that provide all the packaging and uh, you know the materials like the Purell hand sanitizer and gloves. They have all really been just terrific partners through these challenging times. Our supply chain has been uh, just really something special. We spent extra time making sure that obviously the food partners uh, continue to get the support they need, um, you know, because we buy our food differently than a lot of folks. So we want to make sure that all of our partners that are committed to regenerative farming, you know, uh, dairy done the right way, animal welfare practices have the support. So they continue as small farms, family farms. And uh, I'm happy to say so far, so good. And I know uh, the stimulus package is also going to help those individuals through these challenging times as well.
1: Well, let's talk about the stimulus package, because we're at a time where I think a lot of people are too critical, Brian. But you're not. I know you. You're not like that. You're trying to figure out what can bring us together. Obviously, I think a burrito brings us together tremendously, but, you know, I'm a homeboy when it comes to Chipotle. Are we doing the right thing in the country to make it so that we can get through this difficult time? What can we do better?
5: You know, look, I I think the the most important thing here is what I've really focused on with our company, which is making sure that we're supporting each other. Um, You know, I think it's important we support the businesses that are still open to be able to do carry out and delivery. I think it's very important that we support the employees. Uh, that, you know, are healthy and uh, willing to work right now. And, uh, you know, the more uh, we work on doing things together, uh, I think the better we'll come through this crisis. Uh, And I know in our company, I believe our culture is going to be stronger, our people will be stronger, and then ultimately our business will be stronger. All right, I'm looking, I'm checking my email. I put your
1: CFO, whom you know I love, Jack Hartung, on the spot. Because I said, listen, I want to help Healthcare for Heroes. I want to find a way to be able to give burritos to these people. Will you allow us, people who love Chipotle, to be part of this program?
5: You know, so we're actually working on one thing we're working on, Jim, is creating gift cards where, um, for the Healthcare Heroes, people that purchase these gift cards will be able to give 10% of those proceeds, roughly to healthcare organizations that are supporting these individuals. Uh, so that's in the works, and I think that will probably be the easiest way where uh, all of us can come together to continue to support uh, the folks that really are doing just heroic things right now.
1: All right. Now, are you still able to innovate? You know, I thought each month we'd do something new, but you got so much on your hands. Can you still come up with some stuff that we like that we hadn't expected?
5: Yeah, of course. You know, uh, our, our culinary guys are still hard at work. Uh, you know, obviously, a lot of these things are going to be delayed where we are right now, but uh, I'll tell you what, I had some outstanding brisket. I've had some wonderful Ooh. cauliflower rice. So uh, there's things that are still coming, and eventually we'll bring back carne asada. So, um, you, you know. You did promise we- me you'd do that. You promised me that. I, I, I promise you, we will do it. Uh, my kids keep asking me when it's coming back. So obviously, uh, it's it's high on the list once we get through this current situation.
1: All right, Brian, thank you. Of course, thank Jack Hartung, too. You really just are doing everything right. The bonus for the employees. What a difference this country is from the way it used to be. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right, that's Brian Nickel, chairman and CEO of Chipotle. I'm going. I'm getting some. I'm buying. Right? The gift cards? I hope you are, too. Man, buddy, back after the break. Move over Zoom Video. There's a new player in the video conferencing space. It's called Ring Central. Here's a cloud-based communications and collaboration software play that signed a huge partnership with Avaya last fall, giving them an access to an installed base of more than 100 million users. That, that thing really put them on the map. Then this morning, the company rolls out Ring Central Video. It's a direct competitor to Zoom and Cisco's WebEx. And the two services have been taken share, taken names as millions of people are forced to work from home. I've been a huge fan of Ring Central since it's traded at $75. Now it's at 220. And if this video service works, well, could have a lot more upside. With a massive install base for the secure phone software, they've got a major leg up. You can run this thing in Ring Central. It's a platform millions of people already have, rather than hopping to a third-party app like Zoom. Do not take it from me. Let's go directly to the source, Vlad Sputis. Vlad is the founder, chairman, and CEO of Ring Central, who's been beaming in virtually using his Ring Central video system. Mr. Sputis, welcome back to Made Money.
3: Hello, Jim. Thank you for having me back again. <laughs> well, look, I'm so good thrilled. We're doing this from my home office.
1: Uh, well, tell me, why should I use Ring? I could have Zoom. I just download that in a second. Or I could have WebEx, Caesar. And by the way, we know these guys are tough competitors,
3: and they're also good guys. They are good guys. We're not saying otherwise. But uh, we do have a differentiated product. Um, we're not there, uh, you know. To like you say, you know, it's not about competing with WebEx or Zoom or anyone else. Uh, but we do have millions of customers, over two million to be precise. And um, what we're able to do is provide them basically three things that really differentiate us and our brand and our values. Okay, right? so uh, one is uh, we are able to provide a unified, we call it MVP message video phone experience. Okay. Uh, we are unique in that regard. So our RingCentral platform supports native messaging, native phone, we are the global leader in unified communications as a service. But as of today, we now have our own video component as well, so we are able to serve all of MVP using our proprietary technology. Okay, so that's a huge thing right okay. now. Uh, Secondly, secondly, our technology is fast. What is it? Uh, We are fundamentally browser-based. You actually do not need to download a client and you can simply run it in a Chrome browser uh, that has multiple advantages, multiple advantages, including, by the way, you should say security. Because browsers are notoriously secure. And of course, desktop, desktop software many times is less secure. OK, and that leads me to our uh, to the last point is, look, we're a trusted brand. We're a leader. And, um, you know, we don't do anything <laughs> that we, you know, don't don't uh, di- disclose in our privacy policy. Okay, but, but, and um, the big deal is this.
1: But Vlad, it's Cisco. Used installed base. We had Chuck Robbins on yesterday. 14 billion meeting minutes in the month of March. Zoom out of nowhere. 10 million goes to 200 million daily meeting participants year over year. Uh, Why is there? Why switch? I mean, these are embedded. By the way, Cisco, once it's embedded WebEx, it's very hard to dislodge.
3: Well, look, <laughs> it's a very big market. And uh, look, what can I say? Cisco, uh, we're dislodging uh, daily. You know, they're the number one donor, if you will, uh, to our Ring <laughs> central platform. Uh, you know, we, we, uh, our whole business, uh, our uh, uh, cl- uh, cloud phone system business is all about dislodging Cisco. So are they hard to dislodge? Yes. Are they possible to dislodge? Of course. But I really want to stress, uh, we have been working on Ring Central video for many years. It's not a newfangled thing for us. Over three years in development, mm-hmm. multiple hundreds of engineers working on it for multiple years, uh, 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 15 months beta. We're very serious about it. Uh, but uh, here we are uh, in the C19 uh, environment. And look, work from home, we were founded on work from anywhere. Any device, okay. any mode, anywhere now it's not a nice to have anymore it's a must have okay right and right uh, we, we, yeah and we have a solution which satisfies that need today i can tell you what uh, i don't know about other people's numbers uh, you know I, I i obviously hear the same quotes you do right. but we saw three time uh increase in app downloads uh months over months we saw uh hundred and over hundred percent Increase in online meetings. Uh, We saw seventy-seven percent increase in message polls. Okay, so those are all pretty significant. Well,
1: let's go back over the security issue because we know that Zoom, by its own admission, is having problems with security. Why am I more secure? Again, just tell me, browser you say is better. I want to know. Can I, if I'm having a group of people in, can someone just ring central, bomb me, and get in there?
3: RingCentral will never bomb you. And look, I cannot speak to Zoom. You'll have to, you know, to talk right. to them. But I just know what we do and what we don't do, okay? Here is what we don't do. We do not share any of our customers' data with anyone. We just okay. do not. Uh, we do not leave any trace of our client. If there is a client, we do not leave this uh, on the desktop uh, just as a matter of policy. This is what we don't do. Um, we do encrypt, uh, we are very clear, we do not provide end-to-end encryption that has uh, numerous uh, legal implications, as a matter of fact, but we do encrypt everything on the server, and our meetings are generally hard to break. Okay. So, uh, are we foolproof safe? No, I, I I don't know, you know, we have not been broken. Are we doing anything malicious? Absolutely not. Right, no, I can tell you that. Right, let, let me, one last question:
1: uh, uh, Can you give it away? Can you make it so cheap with all the other things you do that it wouldn't that you would never think of going away? Because well, Vlad's giving it to me free if I take everything else.
3: <laughs> well, it's not. Can we? We do. We do. So uh, again, these are very strange, unprecedented times. Right. Uh, we are. We are a lifeblood service for all of our customers. And I tell you what, there are many people who need a service like ours. So here's what we did. We made our service in its entirety message, voice, phone, uh, message, video, phone, MVP. We made it available at no charge for the duration of the crisis. To educational institutions, K-12 and community colleges, to first responders, such as healthcare workers, uh, NGOs, uh, actually news organizations. Okay. So you can be uh, you can be on the list as right. well as public sector. That's and, exactly what I wanted to hear. We're gonna have to rub it. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Thank you, Jim. I just wanted to say we have uh, one of the largest uh, school districts in the country currently using Ring Central, uh, using uh Ring Central Video. Uh, we have uh numerous healthcare organizations. Okay. This is Hundreds of doctors using And tell you what, we have ATT and DeVaya also using it. Well, there so you go. Uh, we think we are off to a good start. All right, Vlad, thank
1: you so much for introducing you on our show. Thank you for giving it away during this crisis. That's what we got to think together and constructive. Vlad Shmunis, he's chairman CEO of Ring Central RMG. We have a champion. So it's a triple now. Thank you so much, sir. Good to see you.
3: Thank you, Jim. Thank you. Stay safe.
1: It is time. It's over the lightning round. And then the lightning round is over. Are you ready, Ski? Dad, it's over the lightning round. Let's start with John in Florida. John!
2: Uh, thanks for taking my call. About a month and a half ago, you were talking about Abby and Bristol Myers right. as being pretty good investments. Bristol Myers has done fairly well. AbV doesn't look as attractive. What do you think? Well, about? you know, here's what happened.
1: See, AbV went down a lot because one of the things that they have is elective. They're buying Allergan. Elective Botox use. And you know, anything that's elective surgery, any elective doctor has plummeted because of COVID. I did not see COVID coming. My bad. But I do like the yield, and I think it remains a great stock, a big position for my charitable trust. It's going to pull in Ohio Paul.
5: Hello, Jim. Thank you for taking uh, my call. A little uh, subdued booyah to you to match the sentiment of what's going on in the world. And uh came on the market, but uh, it was a good day for the longs. But uh, anyway, I'd like to get your opinion on uh, Clarivate Analytics. I was even doing some reading that, though they're not a drug company, they are trying to get involved with a uh, search for a treatment or cure for a coronavirus.
1: Well, I remember they're a research firm. And they do scientific analysis. I want to do more work on that because I hadn't thought of that as a, as a COVID play. Uh, there's so many companies that are trying to do the right thing. Let me see if it's worth buying on that. Typically, it's not. But let's check it out. Let's go to Raj in New Jersey. Raj. Booyah, Jim. Booyah, and Raj. Thanks, Jim. And
2: appreciate your, you and your team for doing uh, a wonderful job. Thank you.
1: We have a great team.
2: Thank you. You bring in the right people during the right time. And I have a 10-year-old daughter, and she has a question. One minute, I'll give it to her. Her name is Sanbi. Sorry. Hello. Um, I wanted to ask
1: about the stock Domino's. If it's the time to buy it or if it's the I think it is the, the time, it. time to do, to buy Domino's. I, I think I think that kid's got horse sense. Here's why: because when things are done, their delivery. I mean, a lot of other companies are not going to make it. A lot of the mom and pop salary are not going to make it, but Domino's will, and they've got great delivery. And therefore, I think it is a terrific investment. Even here, Rich Allison doing a good job. Daryl in Tennessee, Daryl.
2: Hey, this is Daryl, Music City. God bless you and your family, Jim, and thanks for all you do. Thank you. need to, need to know your favorite heirloom tomato in your garden and what you think of Kinder Morgan. Uh, you
1: know what? I, I, I like the, um, look, I'm still a, a Jersey beefsteak guy, but I like those German, the, you know, the German ones. Uh, it's a particular name. Uh, okay, Kinder Morgan, I do not like. Why? Because I don't like pipelines anymore. I don't like natural ga- gas anymore. It just doesn't work for me. And why doesn't it work? Because there's just too much supply. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the conclusion of the Lightning Round.
0: The Lightning Round is sponsored by TD
3: Ameritrade.
1: When this is all over, oh, by the way, it it does end. What goes back to normal and what's forever changed? Once we get through the pandemic, we're going to go out for some cocktails. We'll watch some plays, movies, baseball games. It might still take some time for people to feel really confident about those large venues. But there are other behaviors that simply won't go back. We know the obvious, remote working. Zoom video, Cisco's, Webex, now Ring Central allow us to communicate with each other reliably via video chat. It's not science fiction anymore. Virtual classes, virtual meetings, virtual cocktail parties. It's all here. After we beat this virus, I'm betting millions of people will keep working from home. It's just so much more convenient than driving to work every day, not to mention being cheaper and more environmentally friendly. The flip side, we'll probably need a lot less office space. Ooh, those reach are still nasty, aren't they? I see prices plummeting once the current leases are up. What else is going on while you stay home? Well, right now, we're seeing massive amounts of pantry stocking. The other day, ConAgra told us that people are buying lots of canned goods and frozen foods. The center of the supermarket is back. Yesterday, Nestle told us that people snack more aggressively when they're working from home. If you want snack exposure, I actually think you should buy PepsiCo, which owns the largest snack food business on Earth, Frito-Lay. Your coworkers can't judge you for, for eating Cheetos if they can't see you eating Cheetos. At the office, you probably ate rice cakes. PepsiCo reported one of the best quarters in the consumer packaged goods group, yet its stock is still down 23 points from its highs. Well, that's crazy. It's not just snacks. People are also doing a lot more cooking since they can't, can't go out. When you cook, which my daughter does incessantly, by the way, you need spices and seasonings. We're not animals. That makes McCormick a screaming buy. This maker got knocked down after a reporter because the Chinese business that it has, it's substantial, got hammered. Well, now China's coming back, just as the stay-at-home economy in the U.S. is coming into its own. Now, when I interviewed CEO Lawrence Kerzius this morning, he said McCormick's been crushing it led by Frank's Hot Sauce, with sales of French's mustard doubling. That's extraordinary. Of course, McCormick's got a food service business that's getting hurt, hurt badly. But has made it clear that the stay-at-home business is so strong, strong enough to offset weakness on the restaurant side of things and food service. He's got new products. You know, he's got this stuff. It's not just this anymore. He's got this. You know this? I tried to get get a bottle half the size on uh, Amazon today. It was 40 bucks. My wife just pouring it like it's like it's water. It's fine wine. Oh, and remember, this is exactly the kind of stock that thrives during recessions. It was a great buy during the financial crisis. I think it remains a terrific buy here, even though it's up a lot. Finally, there's Amazon. Now, every time you are confined to your home, have you ever noticed you do so much more business. Yeah, Amazon gets more business. This time, it's been a real lifeline for people who desperately need staples. I'm betting Amazon has a gigantic quarter, not just because of retail, but also because of the web services division that powers so much of the cloud. Amazon has the best cloud infrastructure business, and I think they're running circles around the competition. Speaking of the competition, the other day I read you a snippet from a Microsoft blog about their cloud business, Azure. They said, quote, we have seen a 775% increase of our cloud services in regions that have enforced social distancing or shelter-in-place orders, end quote. With so much of the world under lockdown, I remember sounded astounding to me. Turns out it was too good to be true. Yesterday, Microsoft issued a special SEC 8K correction, saying that the update was not intended to, quote, provide information about the performance of Azure and cloud services generally, Microsoft's intelligent cloud segment, or Microsoft as a whole, end quote. They were talking, they weren't talking about every region with enforced social distancing worldwide. In fact, the document stated they were really only talking about Italy. Mm, Hmm, suboptimal disclosure. I still love Microsoft, doing fabulously. But if you're looking for a play on the stay-at-home economy, I say stay with... Amazon. Stick with Kramer. Maybe the market senses something. Maybe it's not just oil. Maybe some of these antivirals are going to work. Maybe there's a possibility of a leveling out not that far from now. Not sure exactly what it was, but the market should have gone down a lot today. Okay? It should have. It should have cratered on that unemployment number. The fact that it could go up on oil, it's a little kind of miracle. I still think that the market is in for troubled waters, but some stocks have definitely bottomed. You could feel it today, didn't you? Like I said, there's always a bull market somewhere. I promise i would find just for you right here. Man, I'm Jim Cramer. See you tomorrow Markets in Turmoil with Scott Wapner. Well, it begins right now.
0: Some bonds last a lifetime. Some bonds inspire confidence, and some you grow to rely on. These are the bonds worth investing in. For nearly 50 years, PIMCO has reinvented fixed income to create opportunities for investors in every market environment. So no matter what happens, you can build the bonds that mean the most to you. PIMCO, a global leader in active fixed income. Learn more at PIMCO.com bonds. All investments contain risk and may lose value. Consult your investment professional before investing.